Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Conrad Norris. Rob Long is off today. We welcome in Jacob Calvin Meyer. Talking birds with him. Jacob, how are you, man? How are things? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've been talking about a couple of different things just regarding the O's. Um you know, we, we talked about the times of the games and how that affects you. Like, give me your thought. Do you like the the moving up of the game times and having a, a set Saturday schedule at 4 o'clock? Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, selfishly for the reporters, I think we like it. <laughs> we, 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 we enjoy the fact that, that we'll probably get home a little bit earlier on weekday games. And, and Saturdays at 4 o'clock is nice, too. You get a morning and you get a, a night. For the fans, the, the people who matter, not, not myself, um, you, um, I think there's there's positives and negatives. I've seen some people who aren't so happy with the the every weekday game uh, being a 6:35 start because there can be some challenges of getting to the game on time. And then if you, if you miss the beginning of the game um, nowadays, you you can miss the first two innings in the first 20 minutes just because of how quickly these games are going. Um, at the same time, um, the sport is is pretty clear that they are trying to attract to a younger audience and. For parents with kids, um, a 6.35 start is just a lot better for them. And the same goes for a 4.05 start uh, on Saturdays. And so um, you've seen there are teams, other teams in Major League Baseball, who are making similar decisions. And it's, it's geared towards being good for families. And I think if, it, you know, if the game is good for families and palatable for them, it's, it's good for everybody overall. Hmm. What do you think about the, uh, this offseason now? They win 101 games with the second lowest payroll in baseball. Do you think they're actually going to make some moves, spend some money, or is it going to be, hey, we won 101 games and didn't spend any money? Well, I think there's a two questions, right? So, will they make some moves? Yeah, they'll, they'll get. They're going to do some stuff. Uh, they're going to probably go out and get a couple of relievers. They might go out and get a starting pitcher. They could go out and get an outfielder. They're going to make moves. There's probably going to be a couple of under the radar moves that end up working out. You know, if you look. Over the past couple of years, you know, Mike Elias and the organization deserves a ton of credit for um, the under-the-radar moves that they've made that, that have panned out. We've talked about a ton of them, Yanni Erkineau, Danny Coulomb, Ryan O'Hearn, et cetera. Um, and so they're going to they're gonna make some moves. Are, are they going to make a splash? Are they going to spend a lot of money? Uh, probably not. Um, and so I know fans would love for both of those questions to have the answer yes and for them to go out and make a splash and to – look at this season, a, a 101 win success and, and build off of that um, moving forward. And, and they believe they're, they're going to do that. But 
is that going to come in the form of, of a significantly increased payroll? Um, I don't think it's unfair for me to say I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, talking to Jacob Calvin Meyer uh, here on the Big Bad Morning Show and going over a lot of stuff with him, of course, writer for the Baltimore Sun. Now, I do want to ask you about Drew French and anything you know about him because now the Orioles are hiring him as uh, you know their pitching coach and uh, some jostling going on there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Drew French coming in? Yeah, I don't know too, too much about Drew French. All I do know is that he has pretty interestingly succeeded, or sorry, succeeded Chris Holt as a team pitching coach four times now. Uh, he did it a couple times when, yes, he, he did it a couple times um, in, in the Houston Astros system. Um, and so this is somebody who obviously um, has pretty close ties to, um, you know, Elias and Sigmeidel, and, and, and he has um, a reputation that they like. And so, um, I think overall what the team has done with uh, their pitching coaches this offseason has been interesting. I don't know how important it will be in the grand scheme of things. I think they um, had a pretty good pitching operation last season and, and the past couple of years. It's, that's been a big part of their success. If you look from 2021 to 2023, um, that was the biggest reason of improvement is the consistency on the pitching side. And so, if they think that this is an upgrade and it can help some of the guys already in the organization and uh, or people that they bring in, then, then I guess we'll wait and see. But um, at the end of the day, everybody knows, you know, it, it matters more. Uh, it's up more to the pitchers and themselves and the work that they put in in the off season and how they execute during the season than than necessarily who's going to be uh, coaching them throughout the year. What do you? Th- I have this feeling. It's my personal take, maybe because I I was a catcher, I have favorite catchers. I feel like since Gunnar Henderson has become so incredibly big in the league, um, that people are like now criticizing Adley. Adley, where you know, I've had conversations with people like, "Oh, he's not that good." I'm like, "Hey, hey, hang yeah. on a second. Like, yeah. do you get any of that from people? I don't know if I get that. I, I, I feel like for for me and for other people on the beat, we're we're on Twitter so often and which is a, a, a good thing at times and a, a terrible thing other times. Um, that's a discussion for another day. But I think a lot of the, a, a large portion of the fan base absolutely loves Adley on, on Twitter. So I feel like I see mostly that, but I will say this. This is just my personal experience, is that when Gunner started to ascend in, in the summer, um, it was very clear that he was the best player on the team. And when you saw that, it made you – it made me maybe think a little bit, not less of Adley, but it, it, it made him stand out less just because the way Adley's production comes is, is from the, the consistency, the day-in, day-out aspect of his game, whereas Gunner can go out and you know nearly hit for a cycle in Oakland and hit four extra base hits in a game or do what he did in that game in, in New York where he had four hits in the first three innings or whatever. Um, you know that He can do that stuff, so his ceiling is higher. And so – then I got to the end of the season and it comes time for MVO voting. And I was, you know, Gunner was the clear number one for everybody. Yeah. But when it came to two and three, I was kind of thinking, you know, Adley was in consideration, but it's like, okay, w- was he going to be my two or three? And then I actually like dove into the numbers and it was like, Oh yeah, it's not even close. He's for me, he was obviously the number two or number three on that ballot because you look at the numbers and you look at it was, it's pretty clear how important he is to this team, how good of a season he had. I just think some people were expecting this season that he would have a, take another jump 
and it, he was basically just as good this season as he was the year before, a little bit worse in some areas, a little bit better in others. And so um, it's possible that next season he does take that leap and becomes a, a true, I'm not going to say he's not a superstar now, but becomes somebody who maybe is in MVP consideration. I think some people are hoping for that. But if he just remains what he is now, which is the best catcher in the American League, um, I think he'll be just fine. Let me talking to Jake and Calvin Meyer here on the Big Bad Morning Show. Um, the, just from a, a wholesale standpoint, looking at the roster, the way it was constructed, do you think there'll be any drastic changes? Like there's been talks of possibly trading Santander. There have been rumors about Cedric Mullins of what they want to do there, or Austin Hayes or Ryan Mountcastle. Do you think we're going to see any big splashes like that? No, I don't think so. Okay. I, I Listen, there have been, you know, rumors about Santander for years now. You guys know that of, of people saying, oh, you know, that this, this would make sense for an Orioles team who doesn't want to spend a ton of money to trade Santander before he gets to free agency. Um, and, and now we're getting close to the point where Mullins and Hayes are going to you know be due for pretty significant pay raises in, in arbitration. And so would it shock me if any of those guys or, you know, were, were traded? I don't think it would shock me. Um, I do think, obviously, those are trades that would have to include a major league player coming back to the Orioles, and it would have to you'd have to also assume that it would include the best player in said trade coming back to the Orioles. So, you know, I I think fans would be pretty frustrated if they ended up trading Anthony Santander, who's the team's home run leader the past couple seasons, um, and they didn't end up getting a, a maybe a top starting pitcher or a, a a reliever who's able to close games in return. Um, and so I just think trades like that can be difficult. And then if you just look at, look at it logistically, I'll speak specifically to Santander. He is so important to this lineup. This is a team that already did not hit a ton of home runs. The offense had success. But a lot of their success was built off being the best team in Major League Baseball in high-leverage situations with runners in scoring position, with runners in scoring position and two outs. And that's great to be that quote-unquote clutch but those are also statistics that tend to regress, and it's, it's, they, are, they will not repeat that next season. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to completely go the other direction and be bad in those situations, but there's virtually no way that they can be the best team in those situations again next season. And because of that, when they didn't hit a ton of home runs, if you take out your home run leader in the lineup and you don't replace it with somebody else who can hit 30 home runs, it, it really does make your lineup look a little bit more shallow. Well, if you've ever wondered who the F is Jacob Calvin Meyer, now you know. Give him a follow <laughs> at J Calvin Meyer on Twitter. That's probably my favorite banner that you have up there on your Twitter page yep. because that's yep. just great. Where's who who the hell is this guy that's questioning me? But anyways, Jake, we, we appreciate you coming on every time, man. Thanks so much for the insight and we look forward to catching up with you. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks. All right. Thank you, man. Jacob Calvin Meyer, the Baltimore Sun. Give him a follow again at J Calvin Meyer. All right. Daily Lines coming up next. Missed on a big play last night. I'll tell you what went wrong, even though the second half looked pretty good for him. Just got too far out of it. But had a winning night. Three and two of my top plays. Hit on a couple other big ones. Got some plays for you. We got college basketball, NHL, NBA, and we have the NFL tonight. That's all coming up next here on the Daily Line. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Big Bad Daily Line. Sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. From the money line to the point spreads to player props, make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. 105.7, the fan. Connect, long, quick three, no good. Rebound to Harrison Ingram at the free throw line. He'll underhand it to Gado, finds Baycott down the center of the floor for the hammer. Timeout, Tennessee. Cadeau is working magic in the open court right now. Yeah, that's courtesy of Tar Heels Radio Network. Sometimes you pick a game and you're just dead wrong. But it was a tale of two halves. As um, One of the things I said yesterday is I thought the Tennessee volunteers would dictate the pace of the game. Got it totally wrong. North Carolina got out early, pushed the pace, so Tennessee was playing up-tempo. Um, and they really had to get after it in the second half, which made it a really interesting game if you missed it, um, just simply because it was a high-scoring game. But UNC got this lead together, and Tennessee came battling back. Here, I'm just trying to – my eyes are so bad. Why, why do they get – you, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm over here. I got my glasses on my head, and I'm scrolling through this thing, and I can't see. And I'm like, why am I doing that? North Carolina scored 61 points in the first half. It was 61 to 39. They were kicking really? their ass. Yeah. Uh, somebody had tweeted at me and said, hey, you can get Tennessee plus 10 right now live, which I would have been pissed off at him, screaming at him had I saw it in that time because I would have taken it. Yeah. And Tennessee ended up covering the 10. They lost 192. They dropped 53 points in the second half and held, but held, but North Carolina scored 39. They lose by eight, but I thought Tennessee would win that one. Now, the other things that went right for me last night, I'll, I'll read you my top plays. I don't mind. After we're going over all this, but my top plays last night were Tennessee lost, Colorado State won and covered, the over in the Idaho game not even close, New Mexico won and covered, and I had the under in the Rangers Red Wings game which I hit. Um, those are my top plays. I like the Grizzlies and the uh, to win and cover. They did Pistons over, nice. Um, Arkansas won outright, Florida International. Um, the one I missed, Villanova lost outright as a 12 point favorite. That was ugly. So getting two of the college hoops plays wrong really hurt, especially in my top five. But we move on. Let's look at today's slate, where Thursdays are really interesting because you know you're going to have a ton of different things to choose from. I don't think today's college games are great. I don't – well, I mean, I like a couple. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like, usually on a Thursday slate, I would see, like, six or seven games I like and decide which ones I'm going to bet. 
Like yesterday, I liked so much, I ended up having eight college hoops plays. So, and I didn't have much of anything else. Two NBA and an NHL. I say much of anything else. Uh, that's still a lot of plays, but I am a volume better, and I tell everybody that. Like, I pick a lot of plays, and then I try to cross them off at the end, which ones, and I do. I follow the other ones, and I hope they win because then it means my process is right. It does suck when you do scratch off a, a winning ticket, though. Um, you scratch that one out. That being said, let's get to the games today. So, in the NBA, the one thing that stands out to me is Oklahoma City. I like them to knock off the Lakers. I usually tell you guys to wait to bet on the NBA, and I think it's probably baked into the price a little bit, but I do think the Lakers are going to sit one of their superstars tonight or both. It wouldn't shock me to see Anthony Davis or LeBron James sit tonight. It's a back-to-back. Um, they played last night. They won big. They got So they got that one win. Now, if you lose this one, it's not the end of the world, but maybe one of them sits. LeBron's been questionable for every game, and um, Anthony Davis is dealing with, is it an adductor issue? Adductor? Yeah. Yeah. Not abductor. Adductor, right? Isn't that... Am I saying it wrong? They're both. You have both. Yeah, I think it's an adductor. Strain, like a strain in his... That's oblique? Or like groin, kind of? What is that? Your adductor and your adductor are hip... uh, Is it a hip? So it's hip. Yeah, because it's one inside and one outside. I've Um, I've heard so many times and I've never even asked like exactly where it's at. I'll find out when I get that injury. Um, Yeah. So a couple of things too. If you're, while you're looking that up, it's it's yeah. So there's an adductor and abductor. The, the adductor is with the D. It's your inner thigh, and it brings your hips, your knees together. I think that's his issue. Yeah. And the abductor is the opposite. It spreads your legs. It's like you, you, you rotate your knees outward. Oh, I had an ex that had a, uh, too many of those. Really? Yeah. Too Did many of those muscles. Them? Well, too many things that kept opening those legs for everyone mm-hmm. else. But uh, hey, helium heels. <laughs> She had that speech impediment that you, you talked about. You can't say no? She couldn't say no yeah. to anyone. Do you mind if I have sex with you? Sure. Are you dating anyone? Doesn't matter. Anyway, let's get back to this. Enough about me. All right, the plays, right? That's what everybody wants. I'll run through this quickly. I do like Seattle and Dallas under uh, 46 tonight. Um, I, I'm leaning more Seattle. Like, I don't, The play I tell you in the NFL is not Seattle really with, the points, with the Seattle points? With the outright. No, not outright. Okay. They're, they're, they're almost nine-point dogs. Yeah. I hate tonight's NFL game Like from a betting standpoint. Because I feel like it should go under at 46. I feel like that's the right play. But I hate betting that. I just... I could see Dallas go off on a short week again. Like, what they... They did something that teams don't do. They were trying to run up the score last week. And both of these teams have had extra time to get ready, so the short week doesn't Mm -hmm. apply. Right. Um, So they both played last Thursday. In the NBA, I brought it up. I like Oklahoma City. Minus the five and a half. That's my favorite play on the day. I would look at that... um, Knicks and Pistons over. Everybody's betting the under there. I think that could be high scoring. Back-to-back game for the Pistons. Heat and Pacers, I don't know what to do with. I'm seeing... What about mo- the Knicks, though? Shouldn't they win this game? Yeah. Pistons are terrible, right? Pistons have lost. Knicks are 13.5-point favorites. Yeah. And your Knicks are in... Hiccups. Your Knicks are in the play-in tournament. So, yeah. like, the, or the, the in-season tournament. Mm-hmm. They made it to the Final Four of that in the Eastern Conference. Now, the other game I would look at, Pacers and Heat. You know, their last game went under... It's 239. Heater is slow it down team. Pacers should speed them up. I still think I'd take the over there, but it's it's not going to be an official play for me tonight. I know I'm not going to get to it because like the way the money's coming in, there's more money on the under, but more people are betting the over. So heavy hitters okay, are hitting people. the yeah, under. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah. I, I like to stay away from those games when it's completely split. Um, the Warriors and Clippers could be another good overplay if you're looking for a fast-paced game. But both those teams played last night. They're both on a back-to-back. So be careful. Wait to bet it. 
Uh, NHL, here we go, Ed. I told you that, uh, Boston Bruins are facing the San Jose uh, Sharks. In Boston. Yeah, so they're yeah. huge favorites. Uh, I saw, like, close to minus 500. I saw one publication that had it at minus 800, which I don't think that's real. Um, <laughs> but here's what I like tonight. I like Winnipeg plus uh, the even money, essentially, against Edmonton. I like the St. Louis Blues to knock off Buffalo. And I'm going Pitt and Tampa Bay over six and a half. Any thoughts on tonight's slate real quick? Um, well, I mean, San Jose is just tanking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just they're dreadful. They're dreadful. They're five fifteen and two for the season. Um, I mean, just the worst team in hockey, hands down. And the Bruins are one of the best. So, I mean, I don't, you, you want to take it? That would be a game I would just throw money away. Say, all right, I'll put fifty bucks in San Jose because you, you'll get a good return on it if they somehow if they find a way to win. Yeah, if they they got to win sooner or later. Everybody's they, betting the under too. In that game, yeah, because it's they're terrible. Yeah, they're absolutely terrible. So, um, but there's a good slate. There. There's a lot of there's some good. I mean, it's, the ones I look at, like Detroit's a much better team than Chicago right now. But that's a real old time rivalry. So it kind of goes out the window in games like that. So I like that game, and I would actually, it's in Detroit. Um, but a little controversy. Patrick Kane just went to the Red Wings, and he was. All-time Blackhawks, right? Yeah, and then he went to the Rangers, but he's with Detroit now. So the Chicago fans are kind of pissed. So I don't know. I like that game. All right. Well, uh, NHL to me has the best uh, games to bet tonight. Lastly, real quick through uh, college basketball. Fairly Dickinson and Fordham. Fordham, that's my ma- my alma mater, FU. Uh, over 158.5. Like Oklahoma State plus 8 against Creighton. And I like Oklahoma to blow out Arkansas Pine Bluff. They're favored by 29.5. This has the MC Hammer puffy <laughs> pants that Haney likes to bring out. I think they win big. So there you go. Coming up next, Coach Loxley joins us. Talks to Maryland Terrapins football right here on the Big Bad Morning Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
All right, guys, we're going to talk some college football with Coach Loxley, but we need caller number five. Two tickets to see Sammy Hagar, best of all worlds, with your special guest, Loverboy, happening July 20th, 2024, at Jiffy Lube Live, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now, 410-583-1057. Caller number five. So let's bring in the coach. Coach, congrats on the win. Coach Loxley joins us here on the Big Bad Morning Show. First off, how are you? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Doing right. well. No Rob Long. He had a head cold, and with that giant noggin, he might be out for the rest of the year. So, <laughs> Coach, that being said, um, big win. Tell us a little bit about Saturday and how that went for you guys, because I, I honestly thought that's kind of a like you guys locked up the bowl eligibility. You're going on the road to face a team um, that, you know, it, it's, it's a tough road game. I thought it could be a spot where things went awry, but you guys came out and handled business. Yeah, I was really proud of the team in terms of the way they they handled the last game of the year, a road game, um, which is always tough against a really talented Rutgers team. And you know, Rutgers has been one of the the, the, the more uh, the more in, revigorated teams of the country in terms of what they've been able to do in Cociano. But I thought all three phases of, of the game we we, we dominated, and, and for our seniors, you know, we sent them out the right way, three straight seven-plus win seasons, uh, the best opportunity we could come up with in terms of, you know, hopefully Sunday where we will go play a bowl. And, and now the players got a little time away, and, you know, we start preparing for the 2024 season with our bowl game. That's my question. What? Just a, a little glimpse into your life and your coaching staff. Now, once the bowl game is decided, what do you do first after that, and how soon is that? Yeah, so the bowl game will be decided this Sunday, you know, after the championship games that are being played all across the country for the different mm-hmm. leagues. Uh, they'll get together and come up with the 14 playoff teams and then the New Year's Six games and then the pecking order starts. And, and we, we hope we put ourselves in a good position to go somewhere great. Uh, for us, once we know where the bowl site is, you know, our my staff, you know, the operations staff, Andy Papard and, and her group, have already started looking at the different uh, bowl opportunities that that we have the opportunity at, and they've already started some of the preliminary travel arrangements and mm. site visits and trying to you know calling the previous teams that played in that game to find out what they did and how they did things because it's a big operation to up and move you know during the holiday season yeah. you know, 120 players and another hundred staff and, and and administration that goes on and go away for about four or five days. Talking to Coach Loxley here of the Maryland Terrapins right here on the Big Bad Morning Show. And, and Coach, as far as, like, the bowl game preparation, what's that like? Because I think bowl games are important, and you can speak to it from a coach's standpoint where people are like, we don't need this many games, but I do think there's it's advantageous for young players to get a little bit more experience to play in an important game like that. And I think there's a lot of coaching things that you can go through and learning your team leading in the next season. Uh, what are your thoughts on having this many bowl games? Uh, obviously, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's definitely a good thing. It's been around a long time, and it's uh, withstood the test of time in that, you know, there's still an interest in college football. There's still that interest this time of year. You know, everybody kind of gears up and is used to seeing these bowl games take place. You know, for us, it's it's a win-win, and, and you can't put a price tag on the value going to a bowl does for helping you continue the development of your program. And, you know, I, I look at bowls a little differently. You know, the 23 season ended for us with the Rutgers win. Um, and, and this bowl game we look at as kind of the precursor, kind of the preseason for going leading into the 24 season. And this is where we've seen a lot of uh, players kind of start to make their mark. The last couple of years, guys like Roman Hemby and Antoine Littleton, 
you know, showed up in the pinstripe bowl and, and played really well for us. And, you know, my expectation is we've got some really talented young players that contributed uh, in small ways this year. But, uh, you know, with people deciding on whether they're playing in bowl games or not and guys declaring and the transfer portal opening up next week, you know, this is the opportunity for us with the new players in our program as well as the, the seniors that are finishing up to go out the right way. And what, after this, like you, it, this is, I mean, as a fan, I'm happy because you go into a bowl and you end up with a positive on the season. So, you know, as a Terps fan, I'm happy personally. What's the goal for 2024? And now that you've gone to bowls, like, what's the next the measure of success that, yeah, that you would see, what we would shoot for? I mean, obviously the next one, and as I told our team, you know, to win six, seven, eight games, which is to become bowl eligible, is – you know, is the standard now for us. But, you know, our goal, and, and I can tell you as a team, we didn't meet our expectation. You know, our goal was to find a way to, to take the next step, which is, you know, winning 9, 10, 11 games. Everything has to kind of go right, and you've got you've to prepare and, and do all the tough things on the front end and be really disciplined in your execution. And, you know, we feel we left a little meat on the bone this year with a couple of games that could have easily went uh, uh, in a different direction. And to me, that's the next step for us is to get through those types of games where we need to find ways to win and to take the, and elevate the program to where we get to competing. You know, when you win 9, 10, 11, you're going to be competing for championships, and that's the goal for us. Coach, you heard any whispers yet where you're going? Uh, I mean, we've heard all the same whispers. You know, I'm hoping somewhere like Tampa, Music City Bowl, or out to Vegas. I mean, right now, I'm just happy with the opportunities that these practices will get to have. They're more important than any game for us. But we'll we'll take whatever bowl we get an opportunity to go to and and represent Maryland. I guess you're not happy in the South Bronx. (laughs) I don't mind it. I don't know if they can take us again, but I, I wouldn't mind being in the South Bronx. How how cool is that for the kids though? They get to experience something like this. I mean, it's it's a culmination of you know they put in a lot of work and yeah. you know I think people take for granted being a college athlete and what that entails and how much demand of their time is is, is taken up when you play a collegiate sport and represent a university. And so, to me, this is our opportunity to thank the players for the hard work and and their diligence and and representing those who love this place. And and I think it's important that we uh you know, continue to do these things to help elevate our program. Coach, appreciate the time. All the best to you in the bowl game. I know we're looking forward to seeing where where you end up on Sunday, Um, but all the best and look forward to talking to you down the line. Yep. All right, guys. Tell Rob to get better next year. (laughs) Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. You know what's interesting, too? uh, So two things. Glenn Clark brought this up on his show, Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't realize it. Everybody talked about Tua being the Big Ten all-time passing leader. I don't even know if Joe's seen this yet. You hear that? I did, yeah. Well, there's an issue because he's not. <laughs> the, so what happened was the Big Ten never counted bowl games for passing yards. Oh. So Drew Brees was always the Big Ten leader, so they didn't count his bowl games. He went to more. He went to four bowl games. You know, he played in a lot, and Drew Brees was a big time passer. So there's no way unless he throws for like I think 600 yards or something in this bowl game that he could pass him because when they looked at Drew Brees stats. They were the old stats that didn't include the bowl games, but Tua's does. Hmm. So you have to include, like it was sure something he was telling me about. And one other thing that'll be fun for people, and I don't know if you know this. Would you go to Purdue? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I joined Glenn Clark's uh, pool that he's doing, where the person that finished in last place has to do something awful, in which I'll explain it in just a second. I thought it was cute of me to jump in and after week four, 
Like I was just going to catch, like here, here comes a shark. I'm chasing you down. I'm going to catch everybody. <laughs> and uh, instead, I've just put myself in a bigger hole because the NFL hasn't been kind this year. And by the way, I, well, there's some college football games in there. I don't get to pick the games. They're sent to me, and I pick the games that they send to me. We all pick the same games. Um, so we don't pick every game, just nine games a week. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it hasn't been great for me. Uh, but so the loser has to take an Irish dance class. Mm-hmm. Sing, I think the Cranberries and uh, Zombie, their yeah, song zombie. zombie, and it might be like I would walk 500 miles by the Proclaimers, or maybe it's U2 or something. It's something. You got to sing another song. I forget which one it is. The foggy Do. Maybe. You have to eat haggis, <laughs> blood sausage, and something else that's awful. Blood sausage is not awful. Well, whatever. It just sounds awful. Yeah. Haggis I, sounds awful. Yeah. It probably tastes awful, too. Yeah. Probably got to eat some booty noodles or something. But... um. But yeah, so I got to do all that if I lose. I'm 22 games out. I started off 18 games out. Wow. I, yeah. So, yikes. What, anyway, why the uh, the Celtic theme for this? It was just what they went with. I don't know. Oh, okay. They were just, they always try to do something where the loser has to do something awful, which I you know I like those things. And me being confident in myself, the only time I've ever been confident in myself and I failed was that I would catch one of these jabronis at the end. <laughs> And they're all looking and laughing at my dumbass. All right. We got to get to uh, the encore, what we learned, all that and more. That's coming up next here on the Big Bad Morning Show. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I love shows where nobody's safe. You're watching it like, yeah, there's my favorite character, Scott. Yeah. Oh, I like, I hate the guy. They got rid of her. Like, and it's just now they're down. Keep like, working here. Yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they're uh, suing the show. Did you hear that? Are they? Yeah, Why? for, for um, surprisingly, for people getting hurt, pushing the contestants to do things that they didn't want to do. I didn't notice them doing anything they didn't want to do. Well, maybe they didn't want to eliminate certain people and then there's a lot of backstabbing and like it's i don't know for for something that's so simplistic they they direct it and film it very well and a compensation for injuries allegedly sustained on the show what they signed hypothermia and nerve damage the red light green light was one um we're, we're, that could, they specifically said that someone was injured on i could see someone getting hurt you're running and stopping yeah. Uh, frostbite in a, in a crowd. I don't know where they would have got frostbite. freezing weather conditions that led to serious injury, including frostbite. Maybe there's something. No, there can't be anything in the final. Did I miss something? Did I miss an episode? Where was it filmed? I don't know. But there uh, were, Great Britain. Great Britain. All right. So there were people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a football player from Clemson um, who like left the team, and he was talking about it, and everybody hated him on the show. Uh, won't tell you where he goes if he gets eliminated. Whatever. Won't ruin the show, but I, I don't like it was really entertaining to just see 
the backstabbing and all the other stuff that went on. It, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I, I, I didn't get the people getting hurt thing. A lot of people crying. Again, are they working here? It is. Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> much so. crying. You turn around, they're gone. But I don't even know when the next, when it starts. There's like three people left, and I got rid of, like, and they're going to give out four point, what is it, five, six million? What? Winner? Yeah. Wow. So it's just like the. That would break me about even. <laughs> I need to get back to zero. It's not funny. It is amazing what, funny. We, what we laugh at because if we don't, it just hurts if you don't, right? There you go. That was our encore earlier talking about the, the new Squid Game show on Netflix where it's actual people and getting eliminated from a game. They're down to the final three. The one thing I was thinking about, Joe, they did have um, the one game where they have to walk across the path and one, it, like there's two lanes and you have to choose which side you're going to walk down and like jump from one to one, almost like uh, Qbert. Remember, bing, bing. So you're taking a pass straight down. One side drops off and you fall. I don't know how far they fall. It looked like, I don't know, 40 feet or something. Probably on some gigantic mats. Maybe that's where some of the nerve damage happened. But I was sitting there like racking my brain about the cold conditions. Maybe it was just cold where they stayed. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting show. This was an interesting show to say the least. Yes. Uh, we've, we've talked about a lot of things, Ed. Talk- we have talked about a lot of things. Talked about butts and dead people and... Dead people's butts. Flies and, and butts. Yeah. Um, we got to talk to an Irishman about football, a serial killer about baseball. Um, it was fun. <laughs> I always joke with J- Jacob Calvin Meyer. They only announce your middle name when you're a serial killer or murdered somebody. Yeah. Probably anyway. should have given him some props because he was also nominated for one of those awards. Oh, the the one where I voted for Bo? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Rob sent us that he was nominated for an award, and I immediately just sent back that I voted for somebody else. What it award is the uh, NMSA, which is the National Sports Media Association. That's so, that. Rob Long, one Rob Long uh, for his work with Masson and us. Now, if you've been wondering mm-hmm. who's been posting all those R Longs all, all over town, it's him for publicity. You see him spray painted. Pretty on. impressive viral media campaign he's got going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody started Jay Conwin for me. That'd be nice. What if they just started popping up? E. Norris? That's just when he left alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's find out what we learned today. All right, Ed, what'd you learn today? Uh, today, in 1971, Brian's song premiered on ABC. You know that? There's the uh, friendship between Gail Sayers and Brian Piccolo. Um, no man could watch that movie and not cry. But that was today. And this one I love. It, it, no, today's date, to November 3rd, 1956. Floyd Patterson at 21 years, 10 months, three weeks, five days, becomes the youngest world heavyweight boxing champion. Um, later, obviously, Mike Tyson broke that. But he's the champ at 21 years old, not quite 22. He chaos Archie Moore in the fifth round, Chicago. Archie Moore fought everyone. Archie Moore had 220 fights. He fought everyone. Archie Moore, he fought three ways. This is why I wanted to at him, not Floyd. Well, I like Floyd. But Archie Moore, he had 220 professional fights. He started fighting in 1935. So when he fought for the title in 1956, he'd been fighting professionally for 21 years. Well, the point about him is, like, you know, people bring up some of the losses he had. When I say he fought everyone, I don't mean everyone is 200 fights. I mean... If you were the top candidate, if you were the top-ranked guy, he fought you. Yes. He, like, not not like today where it's like, oh, I'd like to fight the seventh-ranked guy. Keep in mind, light heavyweight, at the well, it stays. It's still the same. Um, in the pros, is 175. Yes. It's 175 pounds. He was fighting heavyweights. It's crazy. 
I mean, it's, it's a big difference. It's just he did. But I mean, and when you look at his record, it's like the guy was amazing. He's really known as a light heavyweight champion. He, he actually was a middleweight, he, heavyweight, fought everybody, lost to Floyd here. Um, but it's just, just a, it's a, and he was 43 when he fought Floyd Patterson for that fight. Really? According to his, I looked at it. He was born in 1913. Mm. So. Well, all right, I got a couple for you here. According to my whiskey advent calendar, it's Christmas Eve today. What the hell's going on? What? Just means I'm drinking too much. You didn't get that one? <laughs> no. <sighs> Why did the spoon come to the party dressed as a knife? She was asked to dress sharp. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wake up grumpy, but other days I let her sleep in. I always let her sleep in. <laughs> My therapist told me to write letters to everyone who's hurt me, then burn them. I've done that. Now what do I do with the letters? <laughs> it's more of a Joe one, huh? You like that one? I see. Yeah, he's smiling over there. I figured he'd like that one. I went to a psychic. I knocked on her front door. She yelled, who is it? So I left. I think I did that one yesterday. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's another one here. Uh, in my job interview, I had a job interview yesterday. I was asked, what are some of my good qualities? And I said, well, my doctor always calls me patient. God. <laughs> mm. Joe's just surrendered with you. Is he? Is he just done with all of these? Yeah. He's throwing his head back. He's rolling his eyes. Especially <laughs> after I called uh, Einstein's brother Frank yesterday. It's Dude, not the monster. monster. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> what smells better than it tastes? <coughs> <laughs> A nose. <laughs> what tastes better than it smells? No. <laughs> Lastly, I looked out of the window. My dad was slumped over in the lawnmower crying his eyes out. I said to my mom, what's up with him? She said, he'll be all right. He's just going through a rough patch. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got nothing for that one, Joe. Jesus, he just must have shut off his computer. All right, guys, uh, we'll be back right, tomorrow. So a minute late. Oh, we got to make a pick for tonight, too. Who do you got? You got Dallas? Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. I think everybody's got Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Unless you try to rob the sheets I think Rob wants Seattle. Okay, maybe he did. He's not here, so we'll pick for him. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, th- thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Up next, Vinny and Haney uh, with Cordell filling in. So make sure you're uh, staying tuned right here on 105.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.